When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Picks for week three of the NFL season. Coming off of another wild and fascinating week two, which at least Dylan got a nice betting lock for myself out of the Bills-Titans game, which we'll talk about both those teams here in just a second. But an interesting week two, but we are going to jump into week three. As always, we'll have our games of the week, betting locks, upsets, and our quick picks for all the others. All right, Dylan, we've got two games of the week. Seems like we're usually have a couple to choose from uh, you know usually it's not hard to find at least two uh, so we're gonna have two again this week we're gonna start with the bills at the dolphins the bills are five and a half point favorites on the road in miami obviously this game a lot more interesting given what the dolphins did last week uh, the bills just complete dominance against the titans uh, they are clearly the best team in the league at this point i don't think there's any doubt about it uh, and yeah they are five and a half point favorites on the road against the team just had a, a dramatic, uh, unthinkable comeback <laughs> against the Ravens. Uh, if anything, this should be very entertaining. Uh, I would be surprised if it's not, but I think that uh, the Bills will challenge Tua a bit more than we saw the Ravens challenge Tua in the fourth quarter. So uh, give me the Bills in this one because I think they, they are still, as I said, the, the best team in the league. Yeah, they're off to an, an unbelievable start, and they've kind of dominated this rivalry uh, as of late. They've won seven games in a row against Miami, uh, some wild finishes in Miami at certain points. But nonetheless, I think the Bills, you got to stick with them. I mean, Miami does look, has some encouraging things. I'm excited to see what this offense can do over the course of the year. But this is a tough defense that we've seen just completely flatten the Rams and whatever your expectations are for the Titans. But nonetheless, they still dominated that game on, on Monday night. Uh, so I'm going with the Bills here. But, yeah, one that I'm really excited for because I think I'm excited to see what Mike McDaniel tries to do to get things working for Tua, how to protect him, get the ball out quick, utilize all that speed that they do have. We have, you know, against the Chiefs last year in the playoffs, we did see the Bills struggle with a team with a Tyree kill and so, with a lot of speed at the Chiefs. It's obviously a very different setup uh, here with Miami. But on the flip side, I just – thing with the Dolphins defense they look great against the Patriots but I don't know what the Patriots are really going to look like as an offense over the course of the year and then for large portions of that game they were giving up a ton of points they did adjust well second half if you uh, you know outside of that Lamar Jackson long run the, the Ravens didn't really do anything running uh, they had a lot of got stuffed a lot of times in third and shorts uh, times though when you know with a guy like Josh Allen you're not running the same plays uh, probably that we saw with Baltimore probably a little more trusting him to throw the ball and if he does run uh, he will so yeah uh, this one it's just right now the Bills just look like a juggernaut it would be uh, I hope the Dolphins keep this one close and I think they can but uh, and I did but I still briefly considered this as a lock I just that confident in what Buffalo can do but one game yeah this this matchup I, I hope Miami uh, is able to keep it close because it's just they're such a fun team right now so two teams that I two of the teams that I already uh, am starting to really love watching are the Bills and Dolphins so can't wait to watch this one on Sunday 
Yeah, another interesting one uh, is our other game of the week, the Packers or the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, I think, for some people. A potential NFC championship mm-hmm. uh, preview here, which uh, would not be surprising, probably given where preseason expectations were for these two teams, although they haven't looked perfect uh, through a couple weeks here. But um, still, we know the potential is there for both of these. Packers got a nice bounce-back win against the Bears. Bucks coming off of a, a must-need win against the Saints in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and now Tampa hosting Aaron Rodgers and company here. I'm going to go with the Bucks uh, Again, they were my Super Bowl pick. I I don't feel as confident about that three weeks in here, given what I've seen from the Bills. Um, but I think that, uh, I don't know, the Packers offense to me, I know they got some things going against the Bears, but um, I just don't think that the Bears will be able to challenge the Packers the way that the Bucks will. And I don't know, I, I just, I'm still... Still kind of in the middle on what I think the Packers could be this season. Uh, I don't know if the Bucks will be as dominant in terms of a Super Bowl champion, but I think at least to now, I still think that they are probably the better choice here at home. Yeah, it's an interesting game because it doesn't have the same uh, feel as when they've played last season and, and the, a couple times a year before in terms of you feel like it's going to be a high-scoring uh, kind of shootout affair. The over-under is only 41, and I can, it kind of reflects where the Bucks have done through the first couple games, the way the Packers have approached uh, on offense with a much heavier running attack. It just looks different. Obviously, they're still getting comfortable with all the receivers they have. Some guys have stepped up. Randall Cobb still made some big plays in that game against the against the Bears. And overall, with Lazard back in there, you see that it just looked like a, a well-oiled machine. I think the Packers' offense will be fine over the course of the year, but it's definitely the, the run game that has become uh, dominant for them. And that's just not something that Tampa Bay has allowed teams to do. Tampa Bay, over the last few years, has shut down the run. The thing about this year is they've been really stingy against the pass. They're not blitzing as much something that Aaron can take advantage of in the right situation. They're really comfortable in their scheme and their personnel, I feel like, at this point. They're a really physical team. I think Tampa's just, in my opinion, they've got this matchup kind of down at this point. Packers of early season games in Florida have not ended well for them over the last few years, whether it be playing teams like the Saints last year in Week 1 when they had to play in Jacksonville or playing in Tampa Bay. So I think Tampa, yeah, they're the pick here for me. Um, I, I still think the, the Packers have a, a, a shot here, be, partially because, though, on the flip side, the Tampa offense has not been great. They have looked a little disjointed. Uh, maybe they'll get things on track in this one, but they're down towards uh, – it's only two weeks in, and I really only try to look at DVOA once you get, like, a sample size of six, seven games and start taking in what a team really is over that to that point. But right now, through two weeks, Tampa is uh, 27th on offense in DVOA, and it's, I think that's reflective of what they've done, and it's, uh, yep. they really have not – gotten the ball moving so against a Packer defense that yeah uh, I have more confidence in than a lot of some of the numbers have said I, I think they're they've looked pretty good early on uh, but maybe it's a running maybe it's a Leonard Fournette kind of game to, to get things going against a run defense that maybe isn't as good as the secondary that Green Bay has and all the physical guys they have there also we'll see if Mike Evans plays he's appealing his yeah. um, suspension where uh, by the time we listen to this maybe there'll be a an outcome there but that, that could play a factor. So I think it'll be a fun game, but just different than what we've kind of come to expect with Green Bay and Tampa Bay. I don't know if we're going to see the, the huge point totals. It might be more of a grinded-out affair, which is not something we usually say with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's what, like a low-scoring type game here, given what we've seen from these two thus far. All right, on to our betting locks. Um, I am going back to, you know, it's no me. I'm not going to go with these low betting lock numbers. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I go for the high ones, and, this one, I mean, just based on what we've seen from the two teams, I this was the best choice on the board for me. That is the Chiefs as six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Colts uh, in Indianapolis there. And, again, I, you know, 
for me, what I've seen from the Chiefs, what I saw from the Colts last week and really the first two weeks, I think these are two teams on opposite ends right now. And, yes, I could see the thought of, all right, this is where the Colts get a big win and finally sort of jumpstart their season. But based on what I've seen from them against the Texans and the Jacks, I don't see it against a team like the Chiefs. And I think six and a half right here. If the Chiefs win this by a touchdown, that's my betting lock. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm picking the Chiefs. I consider it as a lock, too. I just have no faith in Indianapolis in a lot of phases. I think they're going to be better than over the course of the year, but they keep doing having these stretches, whether it be early on in the Phillip Rivers era, whether it be the end of last season. I say Phillip Rivers era, the one Phillip Rivers season. But they've had these kind of just stretches where they look, you have these expectations, and you feel like the roster is solid enough. And whether it be the, the scheme, especially on defense, I'm concerned with how they're going to defend the Chiefs and how – very the Chiefs attack has looked and you know, with Gus Bradley as their defensive coordinator that is pretty stagnant usually in, in keeping with his cover three looks I, I don't know I, I just feel like it's on that side I'm really worried whether the Colts might be able to I, you know I'm not expecting them to get shut out again um, I think they'll they'll figure out some things in offense against the Chiefs defense that has played uh, fine and uh, pretty well early on but still nonetheless I, I feel like you have an, a chance to, to do some things in the passing game if Michael Pittman comes back Obviously, we've seen the Chiefs struggle to defend the run in previous years. They're off to a good start there um, in this season. But uh, there's a chance maybe the Colts keep it closer than that spread. And uh, But I, I still, if I was, if I had to bet on the spread in this one, I would take the Chiefs. They just, there's too many good things going on with that offense. I think they just missed even a few plays here and there against the Chargers. And I don't think the Colts present the same issues that that front does for, for uh, the, the Bolts. So, yeah, I think the Chiefs will come away with a win and probably by at least a touchdown. Another game seems like low-scoring type possibility here, and this is your betting lock. The Niners are on the road against the Broncos. The Niners are one-point favorite in this one in Denver. Um, again, given what we've seen with the Broncos' offense, I think going up against the Niners' defense, I feel like there's certainly potential for Russ and company to struggle a little bit here um, in this matchup. And then, of course, we know there's been a change for the Niners offensively. They're dealing with injuries. Trey Lance out for the season. Of course, uh, you know, Mitchell's, Hurts, they got Jeff Wilson coming in, but you know, George Kettle, don't know if he's playing still, I guess, yet to this point. So, like, there's just yeah. a lot of questions, I think, offensively on both sides. So, I think this is a low scoring game. Um, so I think it makes sense for you to make this your betting lock because I just, I said last week, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Broncos right now. I am, I am questioning everything about the Broncos a couple weeks into the season. Um, meanwhile, the Niners, even with Jimmy G plugged in there, I think they're going to be fine. So, uh, yeah, I'm picking the Niners here, and I know this is your betting lock. Yeah, I just, I mean, if I'm going to pick the Niners to win, I figured, hey, that's a one point. They're at least going to. Right. <laughs> at least yeah. gonna, I mean, uh, they've got to win by at least one. Like, yeah. We know that for sure. So. so the spread in some places is 1.5, but on FanDuel, it's one at the moment as we're recording. It might change by the time you listen to this. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I have much more confidence in what San Francisco can do at a baseline level on offense. I do think Denver's defenses look pretty good. Um, I think maybe the luck bet, uh, even uh, should be more of the 45 over under. That's higher than the pack. Buck game we just talked about. I don't. I don't see that really happening with a, a San Francisco's defense and Denver's defense between the two. I think it's going to be a grinded out game for San Francisco's offense. I don't think they're necessarily going to put up as many points unless they force turnovers. And it could, that could happen. It's just at this point with Denver, the issues with the clock, the issues with just getting plays in. Um, just I don't. I don't know if it's Nathaniel Hackett trying to do too much what exactly but it's just hasn't been clicking and you're facing D'Amico Ryan's defense there in San Francisco and I 
that unit is scary. They have a bunch of ballers, as we you know, always talk about. But I, I really look at this game, and if I know Judy is more day to day, if I remember correctly, this could, potentially could play. But I don't know, and it gives them a little more time with the with the Sunday night start. But I just see San Francisco's defense being too much for where Denver's offense is at this point. Maybe over the course of the year, as they kind of iron things out, that will change. But right now. I just I look at San Francisco's defense right there with Buffalo as the ones I'm the most afraid to play if I'm an opponent. And so I think their offense for the Niners just has enough firepower to, to figure things out and, and, and move the ball. And Shanahan will scheme up enough stuff to, to get them a win. So, yeah, that's the reason I'm going with the lock. I just I really don't feel confident what Denver is. I'll need to believe it to see it. So this one just yeah. felt like if I was going to pick the If I felt so confident about the Niners winning, might as well go with it with the low spread. All right, our upsets of the week, uh, the Cowboys for me at the Giants. At the Giants, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this one. Yeah. So Vegas pushing towards a 3-0 start for the G-Man. However, um, look, the Cowboys got a big win over the Bengals. I'm not saying that I think the Cowboys are um, anywhere near what they were with Dak, but um, I also don't know about the Giants just yet yeah. because of uh, what they who they've beaten. They, you know, they got a last-second win basically against the Titans. They hold on to beat the Panthers, uh, which, you know, I'm not very high on. So I don't know exactly what to make of that, and I just feel like that win against the Bengals, maybe that's something the Cowboys can work with here, and um, they've got a lot of momentum heading into this one. So I'm going to take the chance on the Cowboys and and pick them to win this game. Uh, Again, two-and-a-half-point underdogs, but um, I think this is kind of a coin flip to me just in terms of what you could see from both sides, but uh, I'll, I'll go with the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't feel great about this one. I picked the Giants. Um, I was still teetering as you're talking here about switching. I, I don't know about them being favored. I think I would have felt better if this could have been my upset the other way, like if Dallas had been a right. had been a slight yeah. favorite. Um, ESPN's Football Power Index has the Giants as a 55% winner, which is not, you know, basically what a 2.5 spread or 1.5 spread would indicate um i mean dallas their defense looks good so that's the thing if the giants turn the ball over this game could get ugly the other way of what i'm picking and it could go your way like i i think dallas has really figured some things out with their with their scheme and their front and what dan quinn is doing but in terms of their coaching staff on the other side and and it's more so maybe decision making not even like play calling at times with with Mike McCarthy, uh, just fourth down decisions, little things like that, situational football. I don't trust Dallas the same way I do Brian Dable, where I feel like just quickly he's kind of like locked in. He's a similar thing to what Doug Peterson's done in Jacksonville, where these guys know on fourth down and short in certain parts of the field and certain parts of the game, we're going for it. They already they just expect that they're on third down, they already know it. The same way the Giants do, I feel like, with Dable at this point. So things were kind of ugly at times in that win against the Panthers. Um, you know, they easily could be 0 2, they're 2 0. I just, I don't know. It's Dallas's offense. I, I, you know, over the course of that game, they really didn't get things going as much. Maybe they'll run the football well in this one. I, I don't. Again, I don't feel great about this one. It's maybe more of a, a feel thing, and maybe it's just me being a little too high on Brian Dable and a little too low on Mike McCarthy. I'm not sure, but I'll go with the Giants finding a way to win in my in, in what in my mind should be almost a, a pick'em game. I don't know about the spread though. I would not would not feel great about picking this one against the spread if I were uh, betting on it. Well, this next one's. Uh... I don't know what you do this next one. Um, the Falcons are at the Seahawks. Uh, this is, I don't think this will be the most watchworthy game of the week. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but um, especially if you're watching for Kyle Pitts, who apparently is, you know, not part of the offense at this point. Um, anyways, that's going to be my running theme until Kyle Pitts does anything with the Falcons uh, fantasy wise. So Seahawks are one and a half point favorites in this game in Seattle. Um, 
I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Dylan. The Falcons have been much better than I thought they would be yeah. at this point. They haven't been great, but they have been way better than I thought they would be. Um, and, I mean, I think you could probably say the same for the Seahawks to a certain extent. Uh, although, you know, they didn't play great last week against the Niners. But, uh, I, you know, I, I still think these are two bottom-tier teams in the league yeah. by season's end. But you've seen some okay things that both have done thus far. Probably more impressed with the Falcons. Yet, some for some reason, I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win the game. And that's all about home field. I think if this was in Atlanta, I would pick the Falcons. It's in Seattle, one and a half point favorite. Eh, I'll pick the Seahawks here, but I don't. I don't love either one of these in terms of uh, being confident either way. I think it's just a default thing for me because I don't have really any other upsets as I look out. You <laughs> right. know, it, it's it's pretty pretty favorite heavy here for me. Um, I just Seattle. I know they beat the Broncos, but what we saw from the Broncos last week, I'm stopped, yeah. I'm not really trusting them as much. And then we saw what the Saints defense did for large portions of the game against Tampa. And I know Tampa has their own struggles, but. Falcons looked fine in that game, and at times even in the game against the Rams. They miss a field goal early in the game. Obviously, they, they make that comeback, and turnovers help them a lot. But it looked like they had some things possibly clicking. I know, as you talked about in the last episode, what their usage of Kyle Pitts has been a little concerning. Maybe things do improve in this game against a Seattle team that hasn't always defended uh, tight ends well, as fantasy owners know. And it, it's really early, but right now Seattle has the third-worst pass uh, DVOA defense. Um, and Atlanta's offense is ranking 12th uh, so early on. So, again, it's very early to take those kind of things into account. But I think the Falcons look okay on offense. Like you said, they've looked better than we expected. I Seattle, I just I don't know about their defense still. I, I don't know if Atlanta's going to want to run the ball anyway a ton against a, a Seattle defense that defends the run much better. Not really trusting Atlanta's uh, defense yet, but I don't know if – it's just Seattle's offense has so many deficiencies that I'm just not ready to, to hop on. I don't think they have uh, the same personnel and people to take advantage of the issues Atlanta has. Maybe, you know, this one is another one that's kind of a coin flip game. Uh, ESPN's Football Power Index has it 51% Falcons. It's like basically right there in the middle. So I was like, hey, I'll just I'll go with uh, Atlanta in a, a possible upset. Maybe they, they kind of break through after a couple tough losses where they you know at least could have should have probably beaten the, the Saints and had a chance there at the end against the Rams. All right, on to our quick picks. We will stroll through these. So we start with the Steelers at the Browns. Browns, five and a half point favorites at home. And this one, as Dylan said before we started recording, I think that number is way too high. Um, I just, yeah, I don't think, again, confidence is low probably with both of these teams. But I do think the Browns are the better team. Um, So I'm going to pick the Browns in this one. I'm just not inspired by the Steelers' offense right now. Yeah, T.J. Watt was playing. It might be a different story for me, given what he's done in previous seasons against the Browns. I think of even the game last year that they were able to overcome and beat Cleveland. But in this one, I'm picking the Browns. Like you just mentioned, the spread way too high for me to even consider this even close to a lock. If any, I, I would almost for sure bet on Pittsburgh to cover in this game if I was uh, going to put some money on it. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, a little uh, very different uh, Thursday night game. We go from <laughs> seeing the seeing Mahomes yeah. and Herbert to this one with Trubisky and, and Brissett. I think the Browns have enough talent. I just, you know, the Jets have some talented players on offense, and I you know, still shouldn't have had that comeback occur against them. But I just don't know about Pittsburgh's offense, as we've talked about. I really yeah. – Cleveland doesn't turn the ball over. If they run the ball well and, and put Jacoby into some favorable passing situations and – keep simplify things for him uh, i think the browns win a, a really low scoring affair 38 and a half is the under uh i don't know that that's pretty low but i'll, I'll go with cleveland in the game that i don't feel fan, I, I want almost took the steelers in this one but i think the browns like you said just have a, a bit more overall team talent uh, to pick against them to fall to one and two 
could be one of those ugly Thursday night games. And yeah. This one could be one of those ugly Sunday games. Uh, the Texans <laughs> are at the Bears. Uh, the Bears, two and a half point favorites at home in Chicago. Uh, yeah, low scoring. Take the under. I don't even know what it is, Dylan. You don't even have to tell me the number. I will take it. If it's under eight, I'll take the take the under. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, consider it because I don't I don't trust either one of these teams offensively. Um, you know, we've kind of seen we've seen this where I almost picked the Texans in this one because yeah. I just I don't know. It's I don't know. And I think the you know we went back to week one. The Bears beat the Niners, but I think the weather had such a big part of that. Was just a wacky week one game, as you said. I think that you see some of those every now. And I think we saw the Bears kind of come back to where they are closer to last week against the Packers. Um, I'm going to pick the Bears to win this one, but I'll tell you, this is another one. Like to me, it's like a coin flip because I don't think maybe the Texans are as bad as I thought they were, but I also don't think they're they're great either. So. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm almost. I'm teetering to to flip this to Houston because yeah. I, I just, I really Bobby don't. Smith revenge game, man. <laughs> there is a storyline there for sure. I I don't really trust either team, as you mentioned. I think both teams are pretty bad. I think Houston's defense has a chance to be at least league average, though. And the Bears' defense, uh, for you know, as good as they looked against a, a, a sluggish San Francisco team in the in the monsoon. They got pushed around for a lot of the game against the Packers. If they don't have a couple unforced turnovers, it could have been even uglier. So I'm not, I'm going to flip it to Houston. I'll I'll go with the revenge game narrative. Lovey going back also after uh, I think Illinois fired him. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think he just walked away. So he's got a couple a couple reasons against that state to to get some revenge here on this one. So I'll go with Houston in a, a game that I yeah I want to see some things from the Bears. On offense, the running game looked good. I don't know if you can rely on just David Montgomery to basically will his way to a victory here. They've they've really not passed the ball well. They've only thrown the ball. I saw some stat that it's like since the late 70s, it's like the least passes thrown through two games of any team. It's like insane what, the, what Chicago, how conservative they've been and what the kind of play calling has, has started out on that side. And it makes sense for the first game. But against the Packers as you're trying to come back, I know the run game is working, but it's been interesting to watch. And I think Houston's defense has looked uh, solid enough, even for the struggles that Denver's had. You go between those games, the the Colts game and that one, I think they've done some good things. So maybe that'll be the difference here uh, with me picking the Texans in an upset. So this could have been my upset, I guess, but not one that I feel great about. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, This next one I don't feel great about either. The Raiders are two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Titans. Um, Of course, we saw the Titans just get demolished by the Bills. Raiders just blow a game. They had no reason blowing against the Cardinals. Yep. Uh, so neither of these two teams coming in with any momentum whatsoever. Um, completely deflated, to say the least. Uh, that makes this another one that's just, I feel like it's just impossible to pick here because I don't know what you're going to see from either team. Honestly, I think the Raiders might actually be the better team here. But yeah. I, I'm going to pick the Titans, which I normally don't do, as we know. Um, so technically, this would be tied with the Cowboys-Giants. my upset of the week, a two-and-a-half-point underdog. But... I mean, the Titans were just—they were no match for the Bills. But I think you know they weren't have been—they would have been a match for the Bills if it was you know played in Nashville. But I think that game in Buffalo, I think there's a lot of teams that probably could have had that, a very similar outcome, just in terms of the wheels just kind of falling off. So maybe I'll pick them to bounce back here, but I don't—I don't love it at all. So I see the Titans rebounding effort-wise, and what they're—I think in some phases they'll be able to do some good things. I just. I think the Raiders really took a it took a crazy amount of circumstances for them to lose that game to Arizona. I thought they held up well against a, a Charger team that I believe is pretty good. I think Tennessee's defense has has been pretty bad early on. I know they played the Bills, but just overall they're early and again it's still early for DVOA, but they're towards the bottom of the league at, at 27th um, or 29th, so even worse. 
and I don't know the Ra- I think the Raiders are just a little better than what they've what they've put out. I I do still have as we talked about tons of concerns about the Raiders' offensive line. I'm not thrilled with how that offense um, looked in the second half against an Arizona defense that I do not think is good. Um, I, that I think, especially on the past defense of Arizona, that they could have taken advantage of and they couldn't do it. So yeah, it's a weird one. I just it's I have a hard time with the Raiders' talent. Not seeing them bounce back to get to one and two. But at the same time, the Titans, with as we talked about with Vrabel, he's this team just always seems to put up good efforts. Um, they, they seem also to bounce back from tough performances. So I, I could see it going either way. I just really, I think Tennessee so far has looked like, you know, on both phases, offense and defense, they've been towards the bottom of the league, really. Um, and if it, it has to improve dramatically here, and maybe they get some home cooking, but I'll go with the Raiders to get the win. All right, Lions with the Vikings. Vikings, five and a half point favorites in this game. Um that number seems a little high to me. Yes, I don't think we have said. I think the Lions are, are doing some things. I think they. I mean, look look what the Vikings did against the Eagles, right? Defensively, so I think you know the Lions could put some pressure on them there. Um, but I'm still going to pick the Vikings here, although I went I went the other way against the Eagles, and we saw how that turned out. But I think the Vikings are kind of in a spot where they they really need to win this game. We saw while well they played at home in Week One against the Packers, so. I'll take the Vikings, but this game has a lot more intrigue than it has had in recent seasons, given what we've seen from the Lions thus far. Yeah, I'm like teetering on picking the Lions here. <laughs> I, I would pick them to, kind of similar to the Steeler game. I'd pick them to cover. Um, I, that spread is too high for me. Um, the Lions' offenses look good, and I don't think Minnesota's defense, they, they got some turnovers last uh, in, on Monday night. They did some good things, but they've not defended the run well, and, and Swift has looked – I mean, they're, they're, this, this team is opening up massive – holes for the man uh they are literally like this offensive line for detroit i knew they were going to be good but they've been just dominant through the first couple weeks and against a philadelphia front that is not one that is easy to play against as we saw with what minnesota just did so i don't know i'm i'm gonna switch it this is this will be my actual upset um i'll go with the lions here um as i just that spread is just ridiculous in my opinion i think the vikings are a better team but I'll just take a chance on this one and, and say that, hey, Detroit figures out a way to run the football. They haven't done enough things. Minnesota's, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll stick it. I'll stick with it. I'll, I'll keep the Vikings. Oh, my God. But that, that shows you. I think that five-and-a-half-point spread is just yeah, way too, too high. Um, a game that I'm really excited to see. I'm excited to see what Detroit can do um, in this one. And I just I think the reason I'm kind of keeping it is Minnesota at home. It's a different breed with the Vikings in that stadium. Yeah. Um, so I'll go with Minnesota to get a win, but it could be a fun one. Yeah, I think this will be a very entertaining game. Like I said, maybe unlike some of the others uh, in recent seasons. All right, the Ravens are at the Patriots. The Ravens, three-point favorites uh, on the road here. Ravens looking to bounce back from that uh, just head-scratching loss to the Dolphins. Uh, Patriots, meanwhile, trying to find any semblance of an offense. Um, I don't – this is another one where it's just like – I'm picking the Ravens to win, but I think this could be – I think, you know, I think this could be low-scoring too, honestly. Like, I think the – although we, we know what the Ravens' offense capable of Lamar, and I think he yeah. could he'll be able to, to exploit some things, but – this Patriots offense, I just I don't feel like they can keep up here. Should you know Lamar break out and get a couple quick scores, something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. But this is another game. Like I don't have a great feel for this, and not in terms of who's gonna win because I think the Ravens are just a better team. But I like, I don't know what we're gonna get from the Patriots here offensively, and like this could be you know a blowout perhaps on the on the Ravens side, or you know maybe the Patriots can look at that Dolphins film and say, hey, um, there's some things we can do here, although we don't have a Tyreek Hill. 
So. Yeah, um, I'm concerned, yeah, mostly about that side of the ball. If Baltimore takes care of the ball, I think they're going to be fine. I think their their defense, while well, well, had some leaky moments, uh, obviously, against the Dolphins, I don't think the Patriots have the same personnel and, and scheme and everything to take advantage of those issues. Um, I think New England's defense has been pretty solid, but Baltimore's offense, I mean, they're – they figured some things out throwing the ball. Unless Bill Belichick has a, a game plan that, you know, and I wouldn't be shocked if he comes out with something that just completely mystifies Lamar and Baltimore's uh, coaching staff on that side. Uh, it's a team that has been really heavy in terms of their success rate and all those things on passing the ball. They have not run the ball despite that one Lamar run with the same effectiveness consistently. Their rush DVOA through the first two weeks is really low, but they have the top pass offense. So, yeah, it's an interesting kind of – it's a different Baltimore team than we've been used to in previous years. I think they're just a better team, and they still probably should have beaten the Dolphins. So I'm going with Baltimore to win. But it kind of – it'll be definitely a, an interesting one to, to track and see if uh, the Patriots have some tricks up their sleeve to try to, to get Lamar off his game. Bengals in a must-win situation on the road here against the Jets. Uh, off to an 0-2 start, as we said. Bengals are four-and-a-half-point favorites um, in against the Jets here. And like we said, it's um, – I mean, they got to win this one. Like, yeah. come on. I, I'm thinking the Bengals, they, they have to win this one because after that, you know, Dolphins, Ravens, Saints, um, I don't know, man. This is, uh, as we said, a very disappointing start for the Bengals. If, they, if they're going to win one, this has to be it. But, you know, the Jets have got some confidence coming off of that win against the Browns. I think this will be tougher than people think. Like, I think this is going to mm-hmm. be a grind for the Bengals. Um, but I'm going to pick them to win. But I, I tell you, this – I don't, I don't love it based on what we've seen from them thus far. And like to be honest with you, I think one of the better bets of the week may be the Jets plus four and a half here. I think this is a, a field goal esque type game. Yep. Um, just based on what we've seen from the Bengals so far. Yeah. I the, the offense for the Bengals has just been such a, a question mark. Um, they have not. Man, it's just been so disappointing. Lyle Collins got beat up against Dallas overall in uh, through these two games. Joe Burrow hasn't been exactly uh, fantastic. A, a lot of a lot of the advanced stats and different things you can, you can find out there have said that it's as much as the, the Bengals' offensive line is responsible for some of the hits and the sacks, it's Burrow himself as well, especially in these first couple of games. They have too much talent, though, um, to, to keep being uh, one of the worst offenses. Uh, DVO, they are the worst offense DVOA-wise through two weeks. Very early on going against the, the Jets' worst defense DVOA-wise through two weeks. So not the, the kind of matchup that uh, you kind of envisioned. Uh, Cincinnati did lose to the Jets also last year. Uh, different Jets team. I think the Jets' offense has looked fairly solid. It's going to be a tougher matchup again uh, with what the Bengals' defense has done. I think it's partially that. I think the Bengals have enough talent on defense. Uh, I don't know if what the Jets have done through two weeks, uh, or especially at the end of that Browns game, if they can rely on that kind of uh, you know luck of a team making some questionable decisions, but also not recover an onside kick. So yeah, I think the Bengals are just overall still a better team. So I'll go with them in the win here. But like you said, I would. I would take the Jets with the point. I, I would take the the spread here with the Jets covering. I, I really do think it's like you just said, nailed nailed it. Field goal game either way. Yeah, I think so. Um, this one, I'm not sure if it's a field goal game. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites at Washington against the Commanders here. I mean, given what we've seen in the Eagles thus far, like, is there any reason to pick Washington? Although I don't think Washington's been been that bad. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I mean, the Eagles have looked good. They they look. NFC Championship game good to me uh, thus far, and so defense. Obviously, I think they're you know 
look better against the Vikings than against the Lions. Then, yeah. uh, but I I think the Eagles are a pretty strong pick here in this one. Yeah, I think the Washington has a, a solid defensive front, but their back end and their pass defense has been pretty bad early on. And I'm concerned with how well the, the the scheme has looked for Jalen Hurts and how you know he makes he has a couple turnovers in the game uh, on Monday night, uh, but overall has made some good plays and I just trust the coaching staff a bit more with what Sirianni has done with that team. I know Jonathan Gannon got a lot of got a lot of flack for what happened in, in Week One with the, with the Lions almost coming back. A great performance uh, against the in that game against the Vikings. I, yeah, Washington's done some fun things on offense, right? But I just. I don't. There. That's just right now. We're talking about two teams that are on different sides of the coin. I think Washington maybe a little better than I thought on offense. Defense. We'll see what happens. But the Eagles are just. They're clearly one of the top four teams. I, I can't believe I didn't pick them to win the division after talking them up all offseason. And, and I still. I still wish we'd made that bet in July when it was eight and a half as their win. Win uh, over under win total. I can't believe that. But it went up to nine and a half right before the season started. Even that feels pretty good right now. And yeah, I'm picking Philly uh, to. I almost picked them to cover this game too. Yeah, Saints to the Panthers. Uh, Saints three point favorites on the road in Carolina. I just don't have any confidence in the Panthers. In all honesty, I think the Panthers could be the first team that makes a coaching change um, yeah. at some point this season. I'm going to pick the Saints to win here. Although, again, I don't. You know, the Saints. We'll see. Uh, I'm still not all the way there yet on them, but um, I, I think they at least are better than Carolina, and I think they'll win this one. And, and I think the field goal probably about right for this game. Yeah, I feel I feel like they'll force some turnovers. Um, Carolina just has not looked great on offense. Their defenses look fine, so this this could be a really low scoring game. The the under might be the the pick here overall. Um, I'll go with the Saints, but yeah, I I don't feel great about either team. I think it's a very comparable matchup here um, for sure. Sorry, Dylan. Give me a second. Uh, yeah, we got the Jags at the Chargers as well. And uh, the Chargers, seven-point favorites at home against Jacksonville. Like you said previously, I think the Jags are certainly looking more and more, I mean, especially what we see from the rest of the division. Yeah. Like a division championship-type team here uh, in the AFC South. But I think this is a, a tough game on the road against the Chargers. And I think the Chargers take care of business. Uh, again, team that I picked to get to the Super Bowl. But um, this is one of those games where it's like, if you're going to get to the Super Bowl... <laughs> You really need to show that mm-hmm. you should, you know, take care of business at home by probably a touchdown or more against the Jags. Um, but if this is one, I also I'll tell you though, I just, there's something about this game. Like I, I would not be shocked either if the Jags come out red hot here yeah. and um, maybe make this thing kind of interesting. This is kind of a fun, more entertaining game that people would expect. But I'm going to pick the Chargers. Defensive line for the Jags has been pretty dang good early on, and you're facing a team in the Chargers that has a solid offensive line but has weak points and. With with the hit that Herbert took last week and seeing how he's feeling, I think yeah, it could definitely stay a closer game. I just think the Chargers' defense is pretty frisky. I think they still with Jacksonville looking better on offense. Maybe this is a tougher matchup for them than what they've seen through the first two weeks. So I think the Chargers are the better team picking them. But yeah, it's a weird game for sure. Jaguars. So I'd say to take DVOA with a grain of salt early in the year. They're second in the league behind Buffalo right now. Um, I'm not expecting them to stay there. Maybe this is the week they come back to earth, and the Chargers have looked pretty good in, in, in terms of those numbers early on as well. All right, then it's the Rams with the Cardinals. Uh, Rams, three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, on the road here. I I know the Cardinals won last week, but like you said, given just how that game played out, I'm still pretty low on the Cardinals, um, and I just think the Rams are the, are the better team. And, again, we've kind of seen – 
I know that game was closer against the Falcons than, than probably should have been, but I just, again, better team here to me, and, and I think that's the Rams. Uh, although, three and a half, I mean, it, again, this kind of probably is a field goal type game to me as well. So if you're looking for another maybe interesting bet, I think the Cardinals plus three and a half, especially if that line goes up to four or something perhaps. But um, I just think the, I, I can't pick against the Rams here against the Cardinals. Yeah, me either. I mean, the, the Cardinals have only won one of the games against the Rams since Sean McVay's become the coach uh, yeah. in this in this rivalry. It's been one that they've dominated. And just overall, with you know, the way that they came back against the Raiders wasn't so much like they had some great play calls. It was just Kyler making ridiculous plays. And I don't know against the, the Rams or a team that when you if you saw it in the last uh, the regular season game where they tried to throw a Hail Mary against the Rams where it's just when you have Aaron Donald on the field, you're not going to have time to, to wait to, to make one of these plays. He will chase you down no matter how fast you are. Um, and on the flip side, Arizona's defense, especially the pass defenses, looked bad. I think the Raiders didn't take advantage of things in the second half, got a little conservative at one at some point and just missed some plays. Whereas the Rams have, you know, they've they've been able to uh, against the Falcons. We saw them get their their passing game going again. I think they'll be they'll be fine in this one. I just trust the coaching staff more. I do worry about how the Rams' defense has looked in the um, past defense. They've dominated against the run early on, but they they give up. They've been kind of leaky in the uh, in the past defense. So it should it could be a high scoring game. We got an over under forty nine. I could see that going over. Um, it could be a fun one, but I think the Rams ultimately get the win. That is what I think as well. So there you go. There are week three picks for the NFL season. And uh, Dylan, lots of coverage getting ready uh, leading into week three over clutch points. Let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, we'll have all our betting previews, our, our game-by-game and team-by-team previews in the NFL section of clutchpoints.com. You can follow all the games in the Clutch Points app as well. Yep, you can check it out there. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, uh, any podcast app you use. Search for Establish the Past. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.